That's a little... Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. That, that makes. Welcome to the Since Right Now, now Addiction Recovery Podcast. Oh, okay. The podcast of clean and sober. K L E N and S O B R and SinceRightNow.com with your hosts in recovery, Jeff. Matt nope, nope. and Chris. Oh, two out of three. Not bad. Don't be sad. Meatloaf no. knows just the part for two of us. It's a good point. I mean, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Jeff, but... See? Wow. They're actually... They cheered when I said his name. I don't know. So Jeff's uh, on assignment in Chicago... Yep, probably something related to well-being. Yeah, assignment of his own doing. Yeah, the smash hit runaway train. Mm -hmm. Never coming back. My number one with the bullet. (laughs) One way on a one-way track. Um, They never had anything other than that, right? So what are they? Soul Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum. Dave Perner, uh, Minneapolis band. Uh, Yeah, that was their big hit. I liked them. I remember liking them because I liked like kind of Minneapolis music, right, right, right. Husker Du and Replacements right. and stuff. And their first record was good. And then Runaway Train ran away. Ran away. And, uh, you know, when a band you like goes yeah. huge and yeah, gets yeah. shitty, that feeling of betrayal. I just thought, I can't remember if I liked you. that song at the time, though. Like, I think it was briefly cool or no. I don't Maybe know. Maybe for a minute, but anything that was. On MTV and kind of slick. Right. I just knee jerk. It was like this. Too many people like this for this to be good. Like I had an affinity because didn't he had dreads, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so did I at the time. So I was like, bro. Oh, (laughs) I see you. (laughs) Right. I always forget you had dreads. I didn't know the Chris, the dreadlock Chris. That was, uh, yeah, they were gone long before. Long before I, I got sober. Um, like full on, thick natty. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, had, I, had, I had long, thick dreads. For real dreads. For real like dreads. Just twirl. No, no, no. Knobs of no. I had, I had thick natty dreads. Damn. Yeah. Props. I, I thought I, I swore up and down I would grow old and have gray dreads down to my ass, but no. What What made you cut them? Honestly, I hate when I preface anything with honestly. What did it was, I was, this is going to sound like super first worldy, but I was fortunate enough mm-hmm. to have a parent willing to send me to a semester uh, at Parsons Paris campus. Oh, right. So... Okay. Uh, anybody that's listened long enough knows that I I've, I went to five schools, five good schools. <laughs> humble brag. That's not even humble brag. That's a brag. But uh, well, the five but, part. But here's here's the humble says part. They went to five schools. You're like so, and I, okay. I I I have no degree. I've never graduated. I probably have enough credits to maybe equal I don't know 
Not a whole year. Really? Maybe a couple semesters. <laughs> um, and uh, so anyway, I, I was at Parsons Paris, and anybody that doesn't know Parsons is a great design school, and I was accepted, and I went to this uh, semester and was going to be on going uh, at Parsons. But I did what I did every other school I went to. Um, I went to class for a while, was really into it, mm-hmm. and then gradually, uh, I don't know, got into the fun I was having with the people I got to know more mm-hmm. than that and uh, just spent my days and nights <laughs> just having as much fun as I could. Uh-huh. Um, well, fun's arbitrary. Fun's probably the wrong word to put it. Uh, drinking and drugging. Yeah, you found um, your party crew. And in this case, I got to do it in Paris. Nice. Um, and, uh, but the dreads. So, well, here's the thing. So I had the dreads. I'd been in Paris for a semester, and I was coming back home, really with nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I need to mitigate <laughs> whatever shit I might get. I'll do something that will is sure to please uh, my uh, my dad, mm-hmm. and I I think it was the day before I was going to get on the plane. I just grabbed my dreads and I hacked them off. Like I probably would have kept them, but they 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 were the sacrifice. <laughs> uh, they were sacrificed to I, I don't know saving my ass somehow right. or or I don't know what. Um, so when he just, first laid eyes on you, yeah. it was my son. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, but you know it was a, it was a. A Hail Mary haircut I gave myself. Um, but yeah, so that's that's why I don't have dreads to this day. Um, Paris is awesome, though. Yeah, mm. I, can, I can imagine. And Parsons is, you know, yeah. can't take that away from you. No, I took it away from myself. Yes. <laughs> right. it Turns just, out you can take that away um, from you. Which is what this is all about. Welcome to Since Right Now podcast, hey, the addiction recovery podcast. <laughs> um, and to what uh, what you can take away from yourself when you're active in addiction. A lot. Yeah, a lot. A lot, more than yeah. just dreads. Yeah. Um, and more than, you know, whatever, an education. I, you know, I guess I got the education, a lot of it. Um, but, you know, I don't have necessarily anything tangible to show for it. Like, oh, my educational degree is littered with <laughs> right. sacrificing right. things in the mm. name of a quote-unquote good time. Mm. You know, absolutely. That was part and parcel of the whole deal. You find mm. your crew, you start to have fun, and soon one takes priority over the other, and suddenly school isn't that important. Mm-hmm. And that happened to me a couple of times, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, not, it's an old, salty old chestnut. Yeah. I guess, yeah, and and yeah, call and college. You know, everybody knows that that's that's the time when you're probably ill prepared to have the freedom to to be the at least the drinker, much less the drug. You know, the drugger, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, the but that that you, many become during that period, but. uh it's also a time for anybody who's uh, you can hide in plain sight yeah. as a you know heroic over consumer right. yeah. of everything. Well, it's celebrated absolutely yeah. because everyone else is right. you know imbibing like it's our last day on earth as yeah. well. So 
I, I considered myself a mild to moderate drinker in college, and I was blacking out with regularity. But there are, always, you know, there are plenty of people worse than you, all around you. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, hey, uh, I forgot. Sorry, I was just opening up the chat. I forgot. I didn't open up the chat for Matt. Um, That's all right. Right. I forgot. Uh, one week away, and I'm already forgetting everything. Uh, and I about was going to forget to go around the horn. In this case, it's a, a line. So, if we go back and forth, <laughs> up and down the horn, so Straight to speak. horn. This is a family show. Um, got any... any Two uh, weeks. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks, so I two weeks of material, and uh, yeah, no. Boy, are my arms tired. Just doing the deal, yeah. steady as she goes, staying the course, really nothing uh, outstanding to speak of going on. Are you on. planning a wedding? Huh? Are you planning a wedding? Uh, not really. Okay. No, I've been engaged I, uh, for over a year now, Okay. Uh, and we're really no closer to gotcha. wedding okay. bliss. I didn't mean to... No, no, it's not necessarily a sore subject at all. It's just... Uh, we don't have a fire under us to do okay, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and sh- uh, no, yeah. Um, I, you know, have every assurance it'll happen. Um, I just realized I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know if you were or not doing any of that yet, but yeah. we, we had it all buttoned up. Um, we were going to get married. It was going to be a destination yeah. wedding right. uh, on Orcas Island and right. uh, all our family was going to yeah. go out there. And, and at the, at the end of the day, we didn't feel right about, uh, forcing people to travel, namely mm. my dad, mm. who has been in right. spotty health. Um, mm. And we're talking about several hours in a plane, right. and then a car, and then a ferry. ferry and right. then it's just like it is. And then a swim. That is swim. And then, and then a hike. A gondola ride, <laughs> right. briefly some kayaking. No, it's it's a lot. So, um, but but there, you know, we're just letting the game come to come to us at this sure. point. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, people are like getting engaged and bam, they are planning and yeah. in it and doing it. Mm. And, you know, life is long, man. Right. I mean, we're, we're, uh, no not rush. In any huge hurry. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, yeah. I don't know. Let's see. What, um, I don't know. I saw my, did I see my shrink? I didn't see my shrink. Um, I saw a new shrink. Mm. We're, we're going to a couple's counselor. Hmm. Uh, my betrothed mm-hmm. and I. Um, so we started that process, uh, and that was great. Mm-hmm. She sounds exactly like Dr. Ruth Westheimer. She has a very oh, convincing uh, shrink accent. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think she's going to be a good listener. Good. But it's nice. You know, I, I've already done the marriage right. thing once, and yeah. it was a long slide toward a bad ending. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just want to make sure... Right, all our communication and should be called a, is, a prophylactic. Yeah, yeah. Y- use of yeah, yeah. It's a preventative. Preventative. Yeah. Right. Prophylactics is definitely a more erudite way of saying it. But yeah, just you know, I I don't want to be one of those guys who's going on number three. You know, mm, yeah. and you meet. I don't know. In the program, Jeff would be able to name probably twenty people, but you do you do meet. A fair mm-hmm. number of guys who are like, well, my third marriage, yeah, you know, I messed that one up. My fourth, and I, you know, this is it for me. Yeah, so we're, commendable. Uh, we want to do it right, but yeah, just kind of life is uh, all about 
it's a nice routine hmm. right now. I'm kind of enjoying the predictability of it. Which and, is uh, um, reveling in that a little bit, you know? I Yeah, and that's a, a sensation that uh, I admire, but, you know, routine, predictability. I mean, it's it it's a it that's um, easy on the anxiety. Predictability oh. makes for nice on the anxiety, nice. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's I used to be petrified of you know dependability and regularity of any kind. I used to think, oh, I'm bored. This is boring. But now I take comfort in it to the point where usually on Wednesday nights the meeting sometimes and then jeff and i go out for tacos mm -hmm. and then i come here mm -hmm. and this week uh no jeff mm -hmm. and i'm like uh, what do i do to eat yeah i don't know <laughs> like i just you know like on I, it was an autopilot yeah i just found my car in your driveway at 10 to 8 like how did i even get here but no i'm i'm exaggerating it's all good i like i like a good routine i think that the point is to stay curious and engaged throughout the routine. I don't ever want to be in true autopilot, you know? Um, right. To the point where I can kind of shut down a bit and just let things happen as they may. Does that make any sense? It does. You know, where it's like, yeah. I want to stay mm -hmm. engaged. And I want to stay yeah. curious all the time. Um, yeah. How's the how's the depression going? How's the depression? No, sorry, I was thinking about. That. I'm just thinking about those those nuances and the the because you know me, yeah, I I, I do. And people that don't know know the Mimi behind this mic, I I literally um, am extremely comfortable mm -hmm. existing for the most part. Inside, I'm going to say the four walls. We have more than four walls in our home, though, people. There are um, six. <laughs> right. You count the ceiling uh, and floor. You know, of my home. Uh, and I was just talking with Matt. I listen to podcasts all day long. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay at home. And, I, you know, say work at home is, is would be overstating. I get the odd bit of um, freelance mm -hmm. graphic design work, usually, of uh, varying degrees. Um, uh, but... Uh, and then, you know, I'm a stay-at-home husband mm -hmm. and uh, fortunate and I, I you know, do my best not to take that for granted. But, you know, I'm, the, I'm doing the laundry, I'm cleaning the house, I'm mm -hmm. doing the grocery shopping, I'm cooking the meals. Um, and I'm super comfortable doing that mm -hmm. by myself for most of the day, you know, um, after my wife and daughter leave in the morning. My and wife? My wife. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'm just but, – but also – Sorry, you just got me thinking. Like, yeah. you know, what, what, how comfortable I am I with how engaged I am these days? I don't know. I have to think about that. Um, I, you know, <clears throat> I can always tell how I'm doing. Like, I am still genuinely excited, hmm. like to get home at yeah. night from work. Right. No matter what, every day there's a little spike of hmm. like, yeah, now I get to do this, and hmm. I love driving to work in the morning. Yeah, I listen to my. Again, usually a comedy podcast. That's we were talking mm -hmm. about before we went on mic. That's kind of yeah. what we do. Um, and I'm, you know, I am excited. Mm -hmm. I enjoy my job. Mm -hmm. I like getting to work. I like the comfort of my office. Right. You know, it's all good stuff. Right. And so I don't look at it as a slog or as mm -hmm. some 
you know, metronome mm-hmm. of just this click through the day. I, mm-hmm. There are definitely... Sorry for all those mm-hmmms, everybody. No, no. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> there are definite highs, you know, within that. There are peaks. Um, even in the repetition, it's a, it's pleasant every day. And mm-hmm. that's really good, right? Yeah. And I think, yeah. And where I'm comfortable when you're saying that, like, I, and you're talking about even getting to work when I would go to the office, mm-hmm. specifically prior to the office I went to with you. Yeah. <laughs> no offense. No, but no. even for a time being with, with you, the office uh, at the, that agency, prior to that, I did like going to the office. I liked being at work. Mm-hmm. I liked any, I liked situations where I know what to do. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> where I, I, and I know I can do it. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you know, just thinking about, so, I guess we're still on the horn. I'm going to come back to the, the depression and the therapist. Yeah. So I was telling my therapist today that uh, we're talking about, well, I guess anxiety in, in a general sense, but I was talking about the degrees of anxiety I experience. And, you know, I realized that, so my daughter hung on a towel bar in the bathroom and ripped it out of the wall. <laughs> like, so, and so I have to put it, I don't, you know, put it back up. Uh-huh. And, and I'm capable, you know, I, I, I get that I'm very capable. I'm not, I don't enjoy handyman stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm capable and I do plenty of it. Um, I don't know, maybe some people do enjoy it, maybe some people don't, I don't know. But I told him every step of it causes me anxiety. Mm. Like doing the spackling mm-hmm. causes me anxiety because I want to spackle it just right. And like if you're drawing the knife across it and you had it smooth and then it gets unsmooth and a lump, you know, comes up in this back on the gas and a bitch was smooth, you know, and I got to smooth <laughs> it down again. That causes me anxiety. Like this, I don't know, drilling the holes for the, the, the anchors, you know, the mm-hmm. sink anchors in the drywall causes me like, cause I want to get it just right. So mm-hmm. it's even and everything. And, uh, it's not what you do. It's not, it's, and I guess maybe some things, if you do them enough and they become second nature to you, that's why, you know, carpenter doesn't get anxiety from being a carpenter and a, you know, mm-hmm. bus driver doesn't, maybe they get anxiety from being a bus driver. I don't know. But, and yeah, it's when I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's just a confidence thing. Well, yeah. Like yeah. when you sit down to design something, yeah. you probably feel yeah. more anticipation and you know, excitement, excitement right? right? Yeah. yeah. Like I, you yeah. know, I, uh, I know I'm, I'm good at what I do and I, that's, yeah. it's, it's, right. I am never more comfortable than speaking in front of a group of people or, yeah. um, writing like a narrative mm-hmm. or, you know, presenting something mm-hmm. like that, that it just, that's easy. Um, and I'm maybe if it isn't easy, so there's a lot of sweat equity, but there's comfort in it, right? Yeah. Um, but I had to open a bank account last Tuesday, right. and you would have, which is the most rudimentary. It was the easiest thing. Yeah. My either of my kids w- could do it in a second, right? And I was paralyzed. Yeah. I just was like, what, "Do I have all my stuff? I don't know what's going on." And you know, I I have these. I'm trying to uh, make. I'm trying to clean up my financial picture. Sure. 
because I make a good living, but I made some just dunderheaded mm. mistakes in the past. Like, oh, forgot to pay taxes oh, for a yeah. couple of years. Or like, <laughs> well, I mean, I had a car repossessed. Yeah, right. I came out of the office one day and uh, this woman was outside. This is a, this is before I got sober. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I've been a good boy for a few years. Yeah. But before that, I was a hot mess. That's right. And, you know, I come out of the office and there's this woman out there smoking and she's like, they just took your car like with extreme prejudice. Like, what do you mean? She's like, car, you know, tow truck pulled up, they jacked it up, they were gone in a minute. And I'm like, shit. Uh, okay, can I bum a smoke? It was just like, <laughs> right. duh. Um, so anyway, I'm trying to clean that stuff up and every step of it paralyzes me, you know? And then I go and I meet with people who specialize in this stuff and they're like, oh, you're fine. Right. This isn't going to be bad. Yeah. Like, this happens all the time. Like, there are people that do dumber things than you, yeah. but in my mind's eye, you know, if it isn't in my comfort zone and something that I do fluidly, right. then it's any, any mystery, it paralyzes me. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that's exactly me. Like financial stuff, I'm like freaking out. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've got a little more comfortable. Like I was, I've past two years, I've done our taxes on TurboTax. Mm-hmm. I've been so, I was so happy when I realized it just it holds your hand through the process in oh, like yeah. really like f- almost like fun language and it sort of, I guess, gamifies it in a way, which I'm familiar yeah. with, you know, that world. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, this is cool. You know, I can do this. It's not, Here we go. Why Step are we paying, four. you know, whatever. But, um, but it's still, yeah, it still causes me tremendous amount of anxiety, making sure you have the right paperwork and you enter the right number in the right place and all that kind of shit. But, um, that's funny. We were talking about finances. I remember that I t- completely trashed, my credit and oh yeah everything when i was you know throughout being a yeah mess Mm -hmm. and uh i remember one credit card when i i wanted to make it all right and so i called i think it was like some department store here a famous bar yeah that's that's gone uh, now yeah it's gone that I'd got had a five I had like a five hundred dollar limit credit card from them that I had charged it up and just never paid them back. Mm-hmm. And uh I think that's you know, whatever, tried to collect on it. And I I got sober I, when I moved back here, I called them and I said, Hey, I'm trying to fix my credit. I've I've uh I wanna make this right and they did the I think it was them, because it's commendable even though they're not here anymore. But and uh and I said, that's great. You, you know, I paid it in full. And then they're like, here's a, you, you will give you a new credit card with uh, whatever, some limited amount. So they immediately, when you come back and you offer, because nobody does it. Yeah, that's they true. Give, and you want to make it right. They give you a new credit card. Wow. To give it, you know, to help build your credit again. Which, oh, that's anyway. great. That's but yeah, great. I just remember thinking like, okay, I got to figure out how to do all this. Well, but. that's just it. Nobody yeah. goes and makes financial amends. Right. Nobody closes that loop. So if you owe... 500 yeah they, they a lot of them would be happy to get right. 200 out you know yeah. um but i'm just beginning that process i've I've always just said i'll just make more money that's my right. solution to everything yeah. like, i'll just make money that's fine and then things you know whatever but yeah i'm trying to do it right mm-hmm. i'm trying to do life right like a grown-up like yeah. a proper adult and uh my fiance is who does not earn money she, mm. she doesn't have a job but mm. she is like a human spreadsheet and mm. outstanding credit and everything is well she was a producer so right. she produces our life 
Like everything happens when it's supposed That's to happen. Cool. Everything, all the checks and balances are all there. And you know, I'm on the creative side, so I creative direct our life. I'm like, yeah, Freestyle. we could go here yeah. and we could do this. And it's like, actually, we can't do any of that because please see the spreadsheet. So it's good. It's good balance. But anyway, I was like my wife and I, when we first, I guess, got together and decided to buy a house together. We weren't married, living mm-hmm. in sin, but we were going to buy a house together. And I was working then, and we mm-hmm. both, you know, made a good salary. I'm like, oh, man, the place we can get with both of our salaries. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's mm-hmm. like the smart one. She goes, we're going to get a house that we can afford on one of our salaries. That's exactly right. the situation we were in. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and that turned out to be very wise. Um, yeah, that's exactly what happened with us. We, yeah. you know, said, let's get a place you could, you know, I that one of us could afford yeah. or that I could afford. Sure. And then sure enough, yeah. here I am. So, um, smart but, women. I know. Saving men's asses. Cleaning up for <laughs> our dumb asses. But um, in any which case, isn't your job, but we appreciate it. Yeah, of course we appreciate it. But also yeah. you, you want to have some autonomy, you know, I don't want to be like in my marriage, um, for a long time. Hmm. I was almost like I could be a man child. Mm, as long right. as I made a good salary. Sure. And we've talked about this before, but I think that in the creative profession, in doing what you and I both mm-hmm. did for a living, especially at the mm-hmm. senior most levels, you're in infantilized. Oh, yeah, yeah, Almost yeah. the Absolutely. point where they don't expect you to do anything. Like, sure. when you travel, right. everything is done for you because they just right. assume that a creative director, right. like, oh, you guys can't, you know, like my partner right. literally... We'll take care of every detail mm-hmm. up into, you know, she'll be like, oh, I got your coffee. It's waiting for you. I'm like, I can do some of this stuff. I'm not. Right. But it's it's almost promoted that like, yeah, you like, just worry about the ideas and all the stuff that confuses the rest of us and we'll take care of all the grown up shit. That confuses you. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah. good. Which, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's kind of sad. But so anyway, trying to grow up at age 45. That's that's the only source of anxiety in my life right now. Yeah. Is the mystifying basic shit that most 21-year-olds have a pretty good grip on. And you know, I, the the Did you ever hear the old saw, the the aphorism, the the that and obviously it's a broad generalization, might not hold true, but there's certain weight to it that you stop maturing emotionally uh and in other ways i suppose at the level when your your addiction really kicks in oh yeah and so you know and then you you know it's sort of frozen for a while Mm -hmm. you certainly matures at a much slower rate which you know i can absolutely see that so i feel like i'm just now sort of getting close to my (laughs) my actual age um Oh, yeah. And, and I uh, think there is some truth yeah. to that. Um, a lot of it. I'm quite frank, to get back to therapy, like this therapist, I came in, and I'd had a couple of therapy, therapists prior to this in the recent past, you know, in the past 10, 10 years, say, um, that for variety, varying lengths of time that uh, were – good but i felt like and ultimately this time we're going back i need somebody like a bit more aggressive and mm-hmm. um not as gentle mm-hmm. with me not as you know 
And and I told him that up front. You know, what are you looking for? And I said, I want somebody that challenges me. I want somebody that doesn't let me um, get away with my shit. You know, yeah. any shit. And uh, what's interesting, so the last, not this time, I went and saw him today. The time prior to this, we, we got in a fight. Really? <laughs> yeah, which was Sweet. awesome. And what's interesting is... Uh, like I pissed him off, that's, and then he pissed me off. Kind of like we didn't piss me great. off. He just raised my hackles. Really? Because I I made him mad. So, so kind of I, I I not on purpose, but how I frustrate. I was slapping him. Basically, in the face. he was saying he was saying I was shutting down lines of inquiry. I'm like I wasn't shutting him down. I'm questioning him. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, where, "Where? How would you like me to do this?" And and basically. We got to a point where I was like, I don't know. That's your job. You figure it out. Oh. You kind of. <laughs> Damn, girl. What, I said, that's what I'm paying you for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to figure oh. it out. You know. And. Uh, I don't know, shrink. I <laughs> know, right? You so tell me. We were kind of. We were kind of. Uh, I, I'm, I may be, over, you know, overstating. I didn't say it like that. Right. But. Um, but it was. It was testy. And then. His reaction to me, you know, got me in this sort of intense spot. And what's interesting is to me in that moment, and I know this about myself, is so we're going at it, and I realize I'm smiling. Mm-hmm. And I said, "You may see notice that I'm smiling." Uh-huh. Goes, Why is that? I said, "Because this is good. I like this. Uh-huh. I like being. You know, I I want to be. You know." challenged yeah you know, i want to be i want to you know crack it open a little bit let's, let's get let's get our hands Ooh. Dirt, you know and uh it's funny because it was almost like uh you know date, dating somebody's like so you, you want to come back next week yeah. Like, well yeah do you want me to come back yeah like, sure <laughs> yeah you know that's oh kind of how we left it wow which um Was good. So he felt like you weren't engaging and giving him something to work with. You were shutting down lines of inquiry and maybe just... Or, or suggesting that they weren't the way... Yeah, they, they just... He, he wasn't finding the, the way into what mm-hmm. I was talking about. The way I was thinking about it, which is, I get it. I mean, I was trying to give him stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, he put something together and I'm, and he was like, well, how am I supposed to do that if you don't give me anything? And then he, he did come up with something. I'm like, see, you took something I said earlier, mm-hmm. you internalized it, and you found a way back in. I said, you can do it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm asking you to do. You know what I mean? Oh. And uh, that, that, Did that you was start like, clapping really slowly? <laughs> and you're like, way to oh, go, good for you. Dink. Look who's shrinking. You get a cookie. No, I, I mean, I like him a lot. And, you know, I mean, you know. Um. I used to I used to engage with my, my previous mm. uh, psychologist, mm-hmm. uh, the Scott, the, the Scottish gentleman, mm-hmm. who in the beginning I'd, I said, I, I want someone who's going to call me on my shit. Mm-hmm. And he would constant he was incredibly abusive oh, yeah, he no, would constantly be like i see what you're doing it's not going to work on me and i'm like i'm not doing anything and finally got to the point where it's like hey you're not even seeing my b game mm. manipulation i'm not worrying right. you at all dude yeah. you know 
like at all. So lay off, you mm-hmm. know, he was really confrontational to the point where it just wasn't working anymore. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, I wanted it to be productive. Mm-hmm. A little bit of heated discourse. I didn't want to be able to steamroll him. You know, that's what I don't want. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or to just give him answer to manipulate him, mm-hmm. you know? Right. I mean, I wanted him to be smarter than I am or something mm-hmm. or just, I don't know. I've been through so many psychiatrists right. and psychologists and I lied to all of them. Right. And I just wanted somebody who I, you know, was like, all right, I'm going to try this route. Sure. And now I have my current guy is, uh, is a kind, gentle mm-hmm. dude. Um, but I'm just going into it like, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to lay it all out there. And yeah. if you do something with it, great. And if you don't, that's okay too. Cause right. you know, whatever it's, it's uh, sometimes it's good to just talk. Like I'm will, I feel like a willing participant yeah. now, and it sounds like you are too. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you want it, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, but you don't want to just give it to them. <laughs> no, and I, yeah, um, and I want, yeah, I, I want, um, you know, uh, either gen- gen- insight his insight or to be helped towards some insight, you know, Mm -hmm. and on my own. Um, And just, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I I like it. And I, you know, I went back today and we had a good sesh. Um, No throwing down? No. no. Nice. Um, So, yeah, it was fun. Well, you're, you're probably prone to, I could say with great surety, you're an overthinker and, mm-hmm. and uh, probably know too much about these types of things, mm-hmm. you know? And right. I, I, I don't know. I found myself in situations where I was self-diagnosing right. and almost walking in and being like, here are my problems, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. Like I know what <clears throat> my issues are mm-hmm. and I wanted somebody who's like, I'll tell you what your issues are mm-hmm. after I have diagnosed you right. you know right first tell me about yourself don't we're not going to skip three steps mm-hmm. and be like okay we're done here's what my problem is um so i'm trying now to mm-hmm. be more deliberate and not not try to do his job for him because right. I'm, I'm i'm not good at it you know yeah um yeah um so how is the depression uh it it's been sort of creeping back um i think uh you know there are a number of factors at play like you know i i torched all my previous meds and went and got all new meds Mm -hmm. for everything um and i went and saw my psychiatrist Mm -hmm. the day before or yesterday i guess um and just you know let her know that uh it's sort of kind of creeping back and she said, well, I don't have anybody on as low a dose of what you're on. So, you know, I just want to start low so we don't start too high. Um, so I, on a higher dose of my anti-anxiety, anti-depressant. Mm. Um, and I just, the other thing is, it's, and it's a bummer. I just have not, I haven't been working out for like two weeks now. And really? It just, it's such a huge 
part of it. I just haven't the 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 flow of my days has not let it happen for a variety of reasons. One going, it's been back to, and I know these are all going to sound like excuses, and to some degree they might be. But I but back to school, my wife traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's home this week, so we're just doing you know we're doing stuff around the house, and then also doing things we don't get to do, like going to lunch together and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and so yeah, it just doesn't happen. But I know it's like such an important part of my mental well being and physical well being. But um, so I, I got to get back on that. And so I also then I haven't been meditating, which I was doing. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. And then just circumstantial life stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like contributes to it. And uh, on, on a related note, I read today that, what was it? Well, definitely people around the world ex- record, experience record levels of stress and pain in 2017. Uh, <laughs> like 2017 was... Like this, the saddest year on record globally what? in ten years. Like since basically two thousand and seven. Yeah, and I mean, like twenty eighteen cannot be any better. I mean, no. But, um, and no. so I'm just thinking that's interesting that, and it, and it stands to reason. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, whichever side of whatever. I wonder how they quantify. Uh, well, there's. A, I'll put a link to the. Like the metric, I, yeah. it's probably has something to do with psychiatric medicine or people got, seeking care for depression. Um, I don't know. Maybe suicide rate, maybe. Gallup's annual global emotions report. So it's, I mean, it's, and uh, the Gallup's negative experience index, a measure of how many people experience worry, stress, sadness, anger, or pain on the day before the survey. Reached its highest point since 2006. Whoa. 40% of adults from 146 countries said they'd experience worry or stress the day before the survey. Wow. And it's this is global. So it's mm-hmm. not, I mean, you know, we could, that's a whole nother thing. They're just stateside here. Plenty yeah. of things going on that would probably exacerbate people's anxiety, worry, right. fear. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, the results tallied up to a negative experience score of 30, up from 28 in 2016 and way up from 23 in 2007. Collectively, the world is more stressed, worried, and sad and in pain today oh, than we've fuck. ever seen it, Gallup Managing Editor Muhammad Yunus wrote in the report. Um, based on more than 154,000 interviews with adults across the globe. Um and the positive experience index trend, trended downward, as you might imagine. Uh, but I'll post a link to that study, which not to you know, it's not to bum anyone out. No, um, but I'm just thinking you're not you alone know, if some... it does bum you out. What if it does bum you out? You're in good company. Right, you're in good company. But I mean, I think there's something to be said for ambient sadness, <laughs> sadness yeah. right? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's communicable, yeah, right? Sure. I mean. It, uh, and uh, or ambient, just yeah. But well, what do they call it? The stress and pain index, or whatever. Stress but, and pain index. Shit. Yeah. Um, wow. So you know, in in relative terms, I'm you know, I, I always recognize how fortunate I am, and I, yeah. I try. You know, you try. Doesn't to, always uh, help. Doesn't always help. 
yeah i i yeah i'll try to reach back to a time in which i was you know in a little bit more mm. dire straits or less mm. fortunate i guess from a like life resume standpoint right. it's like here's what i have going on yeah on a piece of paper um but it doesn't seem to have mm. a direct correlation all the time you know Mm-mm. i mean i i found like i had tremendous peace and optimism at times in my life where i had didn't have what i have now you know right i don't know man um so creeping back in but more or less you still feel uh pretty good and i mean yeah i mean yeah i think um there's something to be said for you know being aware even though a lot of times you can be aware of the irrationality of depression mm-hmm. um and and it doesn't do a damn bit of good but this time I'm, i feel like i'm catching it sooner rather than later mm-hmm. um and making adjustments on the fly mm-hmm. um you know like getting my meds up i have I know I've got to get back on the bike. <laughs> back on the pipe. Got to get back on the pipe. Back on the bike. And I just got to get back to meditation, and I just got to make it happen. And uh, yeah, and the other thing is, you know, there's a. I suppose most people, many people with depression, have a tendency to keep it to themselves. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm just to sing my wife's praises again. She's very receptive when I do share, Yeah. but sometimes I, I don't want to sound like a broken record either. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I can share and that always helps to make sure that she knows that like, Hey, this is where I'm headed. I'm mm-hmm. trying to stave it off. And, um, you know, she's very supportive and that is a, that is a wonderful thing. Yeah. You know, there's always the part where it's like, I don't want to cause duress Mm -hmm. in loved ones. I don't want anyone to worry about Mm -hmm. me, you know? Um, But I don't know that. I think so my partner, I don't think I'd be out of line in sharing that she struggles a little bit from depression Mm -hmm. as well. So that's, you don't want to play that game either where it's like, how are we doing? We depressed? How about you? You depressed? Right. Like I'm a little bit. How about you? I'm a little bit now, but now I'm, I'm depressed about your depression. And it turns into this, snake eating its own tail kind of thing um so just try and try to be cognizant but i also don't want to be hyper cognizant self-obsessed right like i don't know I, I don't know a guy i work with uh i guess monday later last in the week last week he seemed a little blue and monday i just called him in my office and i'm like how you doing man mm, you all good right for you. and he's like you know what i'm i've been depressed I'm good like, for you just the, the usual just circumstantial yeah. or ambient and he's mm. like just ambient man i'm just depressed and i'm mm. like well i know what it's like man and if i can do anything let me know and just like acknowledged good for you cool yeah that's and awesome went back and you know like that's the kind of environment i'm lucky that that's the kind of environment right. i have at work where particularly on my team where you can if you see somebody's dragging a little right you just call it out you know mm-hmm. float it out there and Everything's cool. And we're very open about um, that sort of stuff within right. our little circle. Like tomorrow I'm leaving work early to go to a shrink. 
Hmm. And I just told huh. the whole team, I'm like, I'm leaving at three tomorrow. Go get my brain fixed. <laughs> right. And they're like, good for you. Yeah. You know, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so people, if you take one message away, say something if you're feeling it. Yeah. And if you see something, say something. If you see something, <laughs> say something. And if you feel something, say something. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, go uh, shrinks. If you don't know who to tell, tell us. That's right. We'll put you on blast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, depressed, are you? Um, we'll put you. So, um, do we get any emails or anything you know, going on? We've got week, two weeks. We should have a backlog. That. And I also, I, I was going to, what I've neglected to do, I even wrote notes uh, sort of pacing the show. And I forgot to say, um, if anybody out there does want to call in, the, you're welcome to. As usual, it's on Skype to since right now uh, is our username. If not, that's all good. I don't know um, that uh, got an email just now from uh, John Lipscomb, Lipscomb, who you might remember uh, with Adrian. I, do they have this? Same? Johnny Lips? Yeah. And uh, Adrian Lipscomb, uh, they wrote The Painting and the Piano, and we oh. had them on. Uh, I don't remember what season. And then we went and saw them at a reading here in town at Left Bank Books. Um, did you? I, I don't think I just was Jeff and I. I think that was just you and Jeff. Yeah. Um, I did not go to a reading at Left Bank. Okay. Uh, well, they have a new book out called uh, "Through Jasper's Eyes." Married couple. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's a uh, second book about my experience working with prisoners in Missouri. Um, huh. I so completely shot us. I got now. nothing. Really? Uh, well, we'll have to go back. I can't remember what season it was. And that's no comment on ever a comment on a guest that I can't remember. It's just, you know, we've no. done so many, so many shows. That oh, I can't my keep gosh. Them all, straight. Um, all the guests. But uh, emails, you know, it's been slim on the emails. Um don't want to blame the pain index, but I see a definite correlation. People must just be too depressed to sad. reach out to us. Yeah, sad. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have uh, no emails, no texts. Um, you know, I, I probably owe people things. Uh, Mary Killian has two more episodes I have to put up for that I've, I've neglected for two weeks of High Wire Girl. And I apologize. I'm apologizing on my in perpetuity. Uh, or, or, yeah, it'll be recorded now to how, Mary. How long has High Wire Girl been out there? Well, she had a couple episodes two years ago. Yeah, because I remember listening to one and it was, yeah, it was a couple years ago. Yeah. And then. And I liked it. She decided that you know, she didn't have time to do that. Now she's done uh, a couple more. So All right. uh, two years later, um, sort of out of the blue. And I, I just, I apologize, but it's, uh, it's just getting it into my schedule. Um, and I, I will. Um, I will. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We don't, we don't have a lot of. Is the ball in your court now? Did I. We went around the horn. Was that it? it was like oh yeah, no, little, I think we like did. We did ball style. Yeah, we horn. did the horn. It just sort of turned into a like. Let's oh no, talk I think about our yeah, yeah. And then we talked about shrinks and depression and anxiety. That's and, how uh, it goes. The global state of pain and despair. And 
you know, I think uh, barring a last-minute caller, I think, um, you know, might be a little bit of a shorty. Yeah. Like maybe about right. 10 minutes short. Yeah. The shorties um, are okay, you know? I think sometimes, you know, um, yeah. Jeff Jeff brings something, Chris. Well, he brings about 10 more minutes of show. He does. He brings, he's good for no. about 10 minutes no. of Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Right now is where we'd hand it over to him and be like, take us out, Jeff. Yeah. And he'd just do, he'd like scat Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. um, He'd hand bone or whatever. Yeah. No, um, yeah. I mean, we're about, we, 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 we did a good show. Um, no dead air. It's all killer, no filler. Just uh, because I want to get in the habit. Yeah. We can go to plugs. Yeah. Uh, When's your new album drop? <laughs> um, you know, I one of these, you know, here's a goal, Chris. I want to have something to plug. Okay. I want to have something to plug. I can't plug uh, the company where your wife and I work because that feels like church and state, something going on there. Mixing, hmm. it just feels feels inconsistent with the mission of our podcast. Well, that's, well, you can, well then I'll, I'll plug that. Yeah. All right. If anybody needs a good Midwest, uh, no, good national. Good net. None of our clients are in located, St. Louis. Right. None are in the We're in the flyover states. It, uh, yeah. But uh, agency. Yeah. That, yeah. See, that's, I'm so out of the business. I'm like, I was going to that comes at it from. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, we're the uh, smallest big agency um, in the world. New Honor Society. New Honor Society. NewHonorSociety.com. Um, yeah. Social television. Yeah. We do it all, baby. Um, web media all over the internet, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. sure. We'll do sign on a stick, <laughs> put your face on a billboard, <laughs> you know, we'll, but, do, we'll do, we'll do anything. No, but, um, yeah, anyway. Chris's wife is the president and I'm a creative director and we, uh, we have a good time. Yeah. It's a and great, do great work. I think we do do great work. I was know? just talking about with, with, Holly, my wife. My, my wife. wife. Uh, there's some great work. Yeah, um, I think so. I'm I'm very proud. I uh, I think we have a really strong creative department, mm-hmm. and I I'm very proud of uh, you know the people mm-hmm. I've hired, and yeah, I think they're as good as any creative. My team right now is as good as any. I've been working in this business for like 24 years, and I feel mm-hmm. like my team right now is could bang with with any team boom yeah so that's good um oh. and other than that um you know yeah i got nothing so here's the plug i'm gonna make one uh i rarely do this all the best podcasts do and so i feel like i should have been doing it all along but there's lots of things i should have been doing all along uh if you get a chance to give us the best rating you can on itunes doesn't matter where you listen to us just you know and uh we do read them and uh periodically respond we try to respond to everything but we're only human. Yeah, don't um, sh- don't shy away from hyperbole. Um, sometimes three exclamation points are better than two. Yeah, um, yeah. Just blow as much sunshine up our ass as you yeah. can. Or, but if 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 like uh, I can't remember, we read we, we I read one on the air. Oh that, yeah, that was uh, took a big steamer on it. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yes, we did. Which you know that's fine too. It's that that's all feelings are are legitimate. Um, what was I going to say though? Plug. Oh, you know what? Uh, Recovery Works 
from I believe Leeds, England. Uh, didn't send, but but posted and tagged us on Instagram, maybe Twitter, wearing uh, one of the sh- one of our shirts, uh, Dry Curious. Oh, really? Uh, to a, a recovery event in Leeds, England. What? And uh, it just made me think. You know, I, I got to get the store back up, and maybe with a more limited. Like I went crazy, and I was just posting I know, every design I could shirts. think of. But it, maybe I got to get um, a bucket a limited. Just a, a more limited um, offering up in the store, but uh, so you, look you, for that. Maybe um, yeah. one of these days, I'm going to get back to cleaning up the site and making some things clear and um, getting the, the store back up if enough people want it. And then uh, one thing I I, I want to not never forget again: DJFM.com. DJFM, fabulously talented musician in recovery. Uh, is the creator of our intro and outro themes, um, and a salt of the earth. Oh, just a oh, great person, gentlemen. Yeah, just yeah. a great. We person. have canoodled with yeah. DJ FM, um, yeah. both IRL and through the phone. We've met him, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we, we met hung. him in uh, Washington D.C. at uh, Unite to Face Addiction, and uh, yeah, he DJed that party. He did. Yeah. yeah, you know that's another thing we need to do. I think we should start looking toward another hitting the road trip and doing yeah. something, you know, and Jeff, Jeff is kind of the engine for mm-hmm. those type of things. Cause he's Jeffrey, the, yeah, baby, let's Jeffrey, do it. Jeffrey is the, well, even when we worked together professionally, that was yeah. the joke is the Jeff was, let's do it now. And Chris was, let's do it right. And, uh, you know, yeah, Jeff will agree to anything mm-hmm. and he'll push us to mm-hmm. do it. And, uh, so I wonder if we could, well, he's there tonight. Well, and this is an off mic thing, but like if we could tie it in with he goes places with well being. Yeah. Why couldn't we tag along? Like the well being since right now tour. Like it could be. Who does sponsor whose tour? They sponsor us, or we sponsor them? Um, I think they they sponsor, sponsor us. us. Yeah, right. Yeah, because we. So don't that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, thank you. Bye. Bye, everybody.